0: This is Off the Leash with Jeremy and Patty, a podcast that encourages you to tap into your inner warrior and eradicate your self limiting beliefs. OTL is an ever growing tribe of individuals who refuse to be complacent and, through the power of human connection, push the limits we set upon ourselves in our efforts towards self development.
1: (gasps) Off the Leash family, we are back. It is episode number eight, and we have Jeremy and. What's up, fam? It's Patty. In the building. And we are ready to go. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tangelo, as always. And with nearly 10 years of experience and hundreds of five-star reviews, Tangelo Health is the number one place for anyone suffering from an injury, looking for the best team to help them get out of pain and gain the tools to stay out of pain and off the leash. From plantar fasciitis to headaches to back, knees, and shoulder, elbow, neck pain, Tangelo has been Seattle's trusted expert since 2010 with their innovative Integrated approach to care, uplifting experience, and award winning culture. Tangelo will bond on your team. Be on your team. What I'm trying to say. Find out about their Seattle and Portland clinics online at tangelohealth.com. And don't forget about taking care of yourself. And don't get your men off the leash when you pop in for your service and to get some free gear because we all love free gear. Tangelo, that's family, man always thank you sean masters uh always appreciate you my brother and uh let's do it episode number eight we're here we're ready excited man energy's good how was your week it was fabulous so last week was was great i got a massage uh which was incredible let's give our boy a shout out for mr matt harris Mm. he is a savage i'm waiting um and he hit me back today so get you on get you on the squad yes Okay, the the big eye, the big eye emoji. Uh, And actually, it's funny because I haven't gotten a massage in a long time, and so like thirty minutes after I get the massage, throwing up. That's
0: what you were saying, just man. Like, and, how, and then the first, my first thought was, I need that. <laughs> Dude, I was like, the, the toxin demons were released. I do, man. I need that. I told that to Jasmine. I was like, and Jeremy threw up. She looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, I need that love. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the first time I did hot yoga, too. I was like, laying in whatever shavasana, which everybody's
1: like laying there. And I'm like, you hear that moment, where you're like, oh, God. Like you have that extra saliva building up, and you're like, gotta go. Stomach just buckles. <laughs> get to the bathroom but afterwards you feel so fresh and like oh it feels so much better but yeah um a lot of things just a lot of things just coming together a lot of good energy a lot of great connections Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's just been it's been really um just been really fulfilling you know just a lot of time and energy been put into to meeting with the right people you know and connecting with the right people that are are about the right things and um and it's just started to come like full circle, like starting to get phone calls from people who, you know, f- you know, heard about us or, or heard about you or heard about me through the grapevine and, um, just want to connect with somebody who has that same passion and same DNA. And, um, that's just been filling up my spirit, you know, cause it's, it's one of those things that reminds you that you're, whatever you're doing is
0: is for the correct reasons and uh it puts you in the right rooms and that's really good I was uh, on the phone with my dad yesterday just catching up and he was asking about how OTL was doing and everything like that and um just told him like at one point that I was just like you know we're we're just casting those lines out into the universe and we've been doing that for how long now you know just sending those webs out and it's only it's not even about if it's just really about when that line is going to snag on something. Yeah. And I mean, the opportunities are exciting, um, because I think a lot of people are grasping on to what we're doing as OTL and, uh, it's a, it's attractive, you know what I mean? And, and basically we're just doing what we're doing. Um, but it's going to be really exciting. And like how you've were telling me about some of the phone calls that you're having and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's really an exciting time to see the progress of, the future of OTL.
1: Yeah. And I think you, when you kind of take a step back and like evaluate your, your positioning, you know, I think that's one of my like things that have helped me out a lot is like taking a step back and look at the resources that you have available to you, whether it's the people you have in your life or, you know, the things that you already have, like your, you know, your intellectual property, so to speak. Um, and what are you doing with what you already have in your hand and that's uh one of my mentors andre benjamin he's always asking me like what are you doing with what you already have mm. and that that's been you know enjoyable as well for us like the connections we make the, getting help you know with with the website and then the app and it's just relationships that we've already built you know and when you hey, shout out to fran with the website working on it hard just yeah, want to do that sorry no and, totally no and and people deserve, you know, yeah. shout outs. In, in the right love. There too. Yeah. And it's the, it's a beautiful thing of, of bringing people value without expecting something in return, you know, and that's a, it's a great, um, tell of, of good culture and good relationships. You know, when, when people don't want to take, they want to give, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a beautiful thing.
0: And what about your weekend? I saw on your IG, you guys went out to, uh, Levensworth, yeah. right? Yeah, I did. And that was
1: that was another kind of crazy connected thing. I was like one of my clients has a cabin out there. Um, his name is Guy. He's mm. a good he's a good guy. Good guy? Yeah, pun intended. Mm. Uh but yeah, just out there, out there in the woods, snow, uh, and like I would say there's this like moment when I went outside and it's like at night and there's something about when there's like snow that is just like so quiet. Mm. And I know for me I spend the mass majority of my day during the week in a gym, with loud music, loud banging barbells, people yelling. Uh, and this is kind of like a a side topic, but I just had this thought when I was like in the dead silence of how much of my life, especially during the week I'm spending on thinking for someone else. Um, whether I'm like, what do you mean by that? So like whether I'm, I'm coaching or I'm instructing a class, I have to be thinking as them. You know, like how do I instruct them to do a movement or leading them through a timing or, um, helping them with their mindset or listening to even podcasts as if I'm them, like, how do I present this idea to them in a way that they can understand? And then when you like find that silence moment, you're like how little you just find yourself thinking for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I can, I can do better, probably need to do a lot more of, um, but I would much rather it have be that way than vice versa where I'm spending the mass majority just thinking about myself and (laughs) barely anything thinking for someone else, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: but it it definitely is refreshing was refreshing to be out there and, and just get some quiet time. Yeah. Um, You were telling me about that too. And, uh, really resonated with me and just brought me back to my, uh, home in Maui mm. uh, where we live and we live up on Haleakala and, is very much the same like that. Like there's not busyness going on. It's very quiet at nights. And so it's, it brought me back and I kind of was like a little homesick when you're telling me about that because I would just go outside and just sit in silence, mm. you know, and, uh, you look, just go, at, look yeah, up at yeah, the look, stars. I was going to say, you have a lot of stars, a lot of stars, you know? So, um, seen some UFOs, but that's another story. So <laughs> go outside and just be in silence, man. But I miss it. Uh, it'd be good. Yeah. So that, other than that,
1: just, uh, trying to pull pull strings together and pull all the laces to make a little tight knit base, and that's kind of what we've been building on in a while. But how was
0: how was your last week? Same, man. I think uh, with the sun being out, uh, energy levels have been shifting. Uh, still um, fighting off this little bit of congestion. So looking forward to getting rid of that and being back to one hundred percent. What was your birthday on Monday? Let's go. Uh, Birthday was on Monday, but before that, we had our first practice, uh, mega practice is what we call it, um, where everybody flew in, all the teammates came, and it was the first practice that we were all together, and um, for the people that don't know, um, professional paintball or just paintball in general um, on a national uh, platform. They will usually release the layout for the, the fields that we play on two weeks before the event. So then everybody has two weeks to kind of cram in a couple practices before we actually go and play the tournament. So last Wednesday was the release of that layout. And then so this weekend was that first weekend that we get all get together and practice on it. Um, but it was it was really cool just to kind of uh, vibe as a unit uh, for the first time for the season. Uh, we had a couple new pickups this year, so we wanted to just see how everyone works together and everything. And it, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I missed it over the off season. So it was nice. And that's kind of how, and then, so like Monday was my birthday, but we, you know, we didn't do much. Um, so the, over the weekend was kind of spending it time with Mm. my friends and family and stuff like that. And, um, and then this weekend we're going to Sacramento, uh, for practice before Vegas. And um and then Monday, yeah, was my birthday and you surprised me. <laughs> that was that was classic. <laughs> I was cracking up, man. So thank you. Um and then pff, got me the ticket to my heart, man. Fresh pair of kicks, Yeet. Nikes. So that, that made my day. So appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Um As far as the the layout, how much of your
1: guys' time is spent like actually geared up in the like on the field and how much do you guys like sit down with like a map and like draw out strategies and things
0: like that? Yeah. So everybody is a little bit different depending on the camp that you're in. Um, This weekend for us was, we didn't do too much of that um, of strategizing and stuff like that. It was definitely like the main thread of this weekend was just seeing how we all like play together and kind of knocking the dust off and, Uh, since it was the first big practice, like we've been playing in the off season, but this is the first big practice of the 2020 season. So I think it was just a lot of, um, gelling Mm -hmm. that that's kind of basically what it was. And then, so next, this coming weekend, we go down to Sacramento and play one of the other professional teams down there. And we'll dive into a little bit more, um, on the strategizing Mm -hmm. and, what strategizing is is like finding the lanes that you want to shoot um what plays you're going to run what works what doesn't um working out the kinks and all of that how are the new guys looking good man you met uh kerzy yeah he's a new one my guy he's a stud man so he uh he was good uh he ended up kind of had to leave early let's just say that And, and um but he's going to be golden. Uh, the other guy is a guy named Mark and he's from the, he's from the East coast. He's from New York. Dang. F- flight. So, yeah. They fly from all over, man. Over, uh, there's only a handful, maybe half the team of us live locally. Dang, that's crazy. And then everybody else flies out. Um, my boy from GJ, uh, or GJ from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And one day, one day when we have practice up here, you're going to have to come and watch us practice and meet everybody.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I, I met GJ. Um, when he was here that one time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It'd be fun to pop out there and holler at the boys. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I know that we were going to dive into it a little bit. And um, I think we really wanted to, you know, we had a good conversation about it and kind of wanted to bring it up front was just talking about finding your why and kind of the thought process behind that and kind of the insecurities and, kind of the roadblocks and everything. So why don't you kind of segue in and kind of give us an introduction to like your thoughts about when people say, I I just need to find my why. Yeah.
1: You know, I think the question we were asking is do you find it or do you expose it or do you forge it? Mm -hmm. Like what, what's the process of discovering why, you know, um, and I look, I think it looks different for, for every person and different seasons of life, you know, um, cause there are different levels to that word. You know, there could be like that mass word where you're like, all right, this is, it's kind of like Paul last week where it's like corporate coaching. Like that's, I was just thinking like a that starting point, you know, we don't all get the red letters mm-hmm. going across the sign, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which would be nice. I've always been really envious of the people that have like from an early age known exactly what they, known what they wanted to do and they go and do that. Like yeah. I've never had that sense of direction. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I'm the exact, I'm like
1: the exact opposite. <laughs> I got like too many things I want to do and I can't narrow it down. Um. but I, I don't know. The picture I kind of, I kind of get is um. like when something's like buried, like buried below the earth, you know, and people who like, I don't know what they're, what are those people called that are like digging and exposing like bones? Like what are those people called? Um, archaeologists, that probably is the word anthropologists, paleontologists. Paleontologist. Yep. Paleontologist <laughs> <Kullman and> <laughs> yes. That's, that's why you read a lot of books. <laughs> uh, but like it's down there and you know, it's down there you know, but you start digging and discovering and you got the brush and you're brushing off a little bit here and you're like, Oh, I'm a little bit off. And, and so you, you really know it's there, but how do you expose it? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you gain access to it to the point where there's clarity? Um, and you know, it's, it's like when you see a movie and they got the shovel and they hit that thud, you know, they're like, Oh my God, this is it. You know, but once you know, it's there, then you got to actually like expose the box to a place where you can actually open it. And, you know, you would use that word forge earlier, you know, forging the
0: why. Um, Yeah. um, I got that from... So, I'm reading a book by Michael DeSanti called The Emerging Man. Really good book. I've been really enjoying it. And he's actually talking about that, you know, and he says that, you know, so many of the people that he coaches are in that state. Males, usually, right? Uh, I think he... I, I could be wrong, but I think he mostly has male clients and, um, approach him and be like, you know, I just can't find my why, or I need to find my why. And that quote was from his book. And he's like, our purpose is not found. It is forged. Um, so it's just basically saying like, we kind of, it's deep and down just what you were saying. It's deep down inside us. It's not that we have to find it. It's just that we have to craft it. You know, we have to, what you were just kind of explaining of just like dusting it off and, and forging it into something that we can be 100% committed into. And I think mm. that comes like a lot of the fear behind it too, because I think a lot of times we do know what our why is, but we judge ourselves yeah, based on our why. And we don't want to go out and pursue it because of external factors.
1: Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's talk about how do you forge a why, you know, cause I think we we all have different ways of, yeah. of doing it, you know, different processes, things we found to be successful or
0: things we haven't tried. So how do you, how do you forge a why? Failure. I think, I think a lot of trial and error, um, and trying things out. I mean, this is just from me personally mm-hmm. talking, right. Um, I just have tried so many different things, um, and, and, have failed miserably at them and kind of going with what you say of, uh, chewing up the meat and spitting the bones. You know what I mean? It's like finding the underlying purpose behind everything. Um, I think a lot of self-reflection and just kind of being real with yourself. And, um, I think the process that I'm going through now, and I've expressed to you, um, several times is just that confidence now. Right. Um, I think with OTL for me has been a special gift because I am slowly building that confidence of knowing what I want and then just not settling for anything else, you know, and that comes into like the things that I talk about of just like being sick and tired of working for someone else's dream and you know, all that kind of jargon that I've been putting out there. I think in a way that's just me venting stuff off but in reality on the back end of it it's just helping me build the confidence to knowing that i'm worth it and i know what i want to do and it's just like taking that that leap towards it and you have been
1: leaping Mm
0: -hmm. And, and that's a big thing i've been gaining confidence with those leaps right of being secure enough to know that i can jump into the unknown and i have my own skill sets knowing that I'm going to make it out. Right. So it's like the thing with like really taking a dive and just like going all in with OTL has really been <clears throat> on my mind and there's fear behind it because we need paychecks. Right. We've talked about this before. Like we need a steady income and like we're not quite there yet with OTL, but there is a certain point that we're going to, it's inevitable. There's going to be a point where we're going to have to just ditch everything else and just be all in with OTL. And I think slowly, talking about just finding our why like what we're embodying with otl is our why i think we kind of connected at the perfect time in our in our lives and i think it's just like i think we share a lot of the same um values with just like what we want to do yeah and i and that's just kind of where i'm building my confidence and like how i'm doing that is, <laughs> dude i guess i, I mean to just Bounce it off again is just like really being comfortable on that fringe of comfort- uh comfortability and uncomfortability hmm. you know and just constantly pushing those boundaries and I think that and I know you've seen me work it's like living in that zone has really i mean that's kind of helped me forge my why I hope that that i mean I hope that kind of gives you the answer you're looking for, yeah.
1: And yeah, I've actually, I've just been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, and it's been like just real passionate about helping people get out of that stuck feeling, you know, where you just like, you're just like throwing the towel in, you know. And my, um, it's on the same lines, but I've been hearing a lot lately just talking to people about their life and, you know, where they want to be and and who they want to be and their why. And like, for some reason lately, I've heard a lot of back in my prime. I could back in my prime. I used to, well, when I was in my prime, I would. And like your prime is when you say it is. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter what age, like your prime is when you say it is, when you make a decision to, like grab hold of who you are, who you say you want to be, you are making consecutive decisions that take you towards that person where that, that person becomes like a consistent, you know, identity of how you show up. Um, you start shedding off all of the reasons of why you just accepted that of where you've been like for an example, like there's people like 32 to say 36, you know, for dudes, if you're not staying super active, yeah. you know, say you were an athlete growing up, you get 32, 36, maybe you get married, you have a kid, like your body's not looking how it used to, like your metabolism is massively slowed down and you're probably doing a lot of sedentary, you know, work during the day where you're just sitting still. And so if like a lot of your pride was attached to how you look and you're not putting in the work to change it, like you either in that place where you're like, this is just my life now, you know, where you've just thrown the towel in on yourself because physically changed. But what wasn't there was we've ignored the mental, emotional, spiritual side of who we are that actually sustained that effort that we had in our quote unquote prime. right? And so the, the why is so closely attached to your identity that it, it transitions every part of your life. Like wherever I would say, wherever you go, there you are again, like you take you wherever you go. So, you know, you take your same mindset, whether you think you do or not, you take it into every facet, your home, the gym, how you interact with people like, um, and i just listened to one of the best podcasts that i've listened to out of all the podcasts i've listened to which is probably thousands now <laughs> um and it was john maxwell um who is like one of the best gurus in in leadership um and they were asking him what's a leader and he said leader is just influence no more no less you know? And he's like, how do you, how do you gain influence? And he said, you can, by consistently adding value to someone's life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why would you add value to someone's life if you don't value that person or can't find value in that person? So in order to gain influence, besides title of a leader, you have to actually care about people enough to add value to them. So if you think about the people who are closest in your life, it's most likely the people who have given the most to you. And like that in of itself, like challenged me with, you know, every interaction that I have, like, I want to be, you know, I grew up like always being second to like the biggest leader. And he used one of my favorite phrases that's like part of my identity in his, in this, uh, Podcast, he's like, you become an influencer of influencers. Yeah. Um, and it no longer matters to you who gets the credit as long as like what you're after gets accomplished. And so part of my identity is like whoever I encounter, I want to add value to their life. I want to walk away with something greater, like feeling greater about themselves than how they walked in. And that like that becomes part of my why. And so how do I do that by consistently trying to add value to people's Mm -hmm. life. And to your point about the failure, like, um, I got asked a little while ago if we wanted to to speak at a a local high school, um, to their class on, um, regarding, uh, professions and, Mm -hmm. and going and things. And so I was just thinking about my own story and my own life and, this idea of like five years ago, you know, I was carrying branches, throwing them in a wood chipper doing arborist work. And the last, you know, three years or so I've been in front of 50,000 people. Like that's crazy. That's crazy
0: I think about. Like,
1: and it like makes me emotional. Like just, I was just thinking about it. Just like tears coming down my face. Cause I'm like, that's, that's so unbelievable that I've been in front of that many people. And the intentionality. Like I have something that I want to bring to the table to those people. Like, does it always resonate? No. Like sometimes they look at me, just stone cold stutter face, just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but other times, like I bring them to tears. Other times they take it to the boardroom. Like, and it's that trial and error of like, I know that I'm, I know I'm in the right room. I know that I'm in the right profession. Okay. So now How do I take, like, go from the shovel to, like, that paintbrush where I'm, like, dusting off things instead of coming in with brute force? So now it's, like, once you've found your direction, which is big, it's also the hardest to find, Mm -hmm. then it's that refining of, like, now I'm pushing these different buttons to see what actually is the hottest. You know, that gets me closest, that thing that lights me up inside, the thing that I would do for free. And... I think that when you find that, when you find that, why, how do you, how do you refine it? You know, I think it's always done within community. Um, and it's always done relationally. And one thing that I've always held on to, I've talked about previously in the podcast. Um, and I'll reiterate is like the three relationships in your life. Somebody that does what you do better than yourself. So farther down the line, somebody that you admire, you know, hopefully there's somebody that you're in the trenches with. And then there's somebody that is trying to do what you do, but not quite there yet. And you're helping them get up. And by doing that, you're building your own confidence because you're like, oh, I actually do have something worth giving people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're listening. Which is gold.
0: I love that when when you break that down.
1: Yeah. And and then the person above you, like you admire them. So you bring yourself to humility. Like I haven't figured this out yet. Like I know nothing you know, and you're consistently putting yourself in that place. And then you have somebody with the trenches that has you, gives you a little bit of competitive nature, but also lets you bounce things off of, cause you guys are in the same place. So you're probably thinking about kind of the same things. Um, and so when you, when you have those three things in place, it's giving you the confidence, but also keeping you humble while you're pushing forward. And I don't think a lot of people have that, you know, and especially with the people that I I get to deal with on a regular basis that are kind of middle-aged, you know, 25 to 25 to 45, they've, they've lost those meaningful relationships. Um, and, and that's super sad, you know? And so part of, part of my why is to rekindle that within people to know that they're like worth doing the work for. Like you're, you haven't crossed the finish line. This thing is like a process, but you're worth diving into, um, and, and challenging yourself, staying curious. And there's a, a quote from that John Macwell podcast that like, I've just been freaking marinating in, uh, and that's my life changed when my mindset went from how long will this take to how far can I go? You know, and I can say I've spent a lot of my life with how long would this take? mm mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I know I have a great calling. I know I'm supposed to be in front of people. It's like, how long is it going to take for somebody to realize that I'm great to like, I don't need somebody to tell me that I'm great.
0: You yeah. know,
1: that's it. That's inevitable. Like you're going to get exposed either way. So like, how far can I go like, or put an R in there? How far can I grow to get to a place where then I can lead people, you know, and one thing I think we have done great with off the leash is putting pride back in growing,
0: you know, and people take or po- fear out of failure, you know, is, which is another yes. one. And I have to be 100% transparent too. Sometimes I get really confused with the whole, what is my why thing? You know, it's like, it's such a big question. And the more I grasp it and kind of picking up on what you were just saying, it's like, I really, the why is kind of a feeling of whatever, whenever we're doing, we feel a certain way, right? Maybe like, this is my calling or I feel really good doing this. Like, this is what I should be doing rather than, what. and then I wanted to ask you some of the confusions that people get. And I think this is a one that confuses me is sometimes I'll, I'll relate my why with the platform. Hmm. So like my platform is my, my job or something like that. So like my why is not necessarily being a trainer. Right, right. The trainer is just my vehicle of how I deliver my why. Right. No, that's OTL's that, a platform. OTL's not our why. Yes. But the things that we are able to do through OTL is the vehicle for yeah, our it's why. it's a language. Yeah. Yes. So I think that helps clear things up too. Um, and then the other thing that confuses um, me sometimes is literally other information. And I think just with the amount of information is out there and we (laughs) we've kind of touched on this before. And I I kind of talked to this with some of my other close friends, but I've kind of coined the term information flexing. Right. And I've had to give like podcasts a break and um, just other, you know, other sources of media like that, because it's like so many people want to prove how much information they know, how much sources they can source. You know, all the peer reviewed articles that they've read and like shove it down your throat, basically, that I've like had to take a step back because I think with with that information, people feel like they should be doing something a certain way. Like this person did it this way and they said that this is evidence based, quote unquote, evidence based, like this is how you do it. And I think that can really cloud how you feel about yourself, Mm. And I think that can really blur the lines with what, like your why. And so I've talked to you before and about this and it's just like, I've, I've really come to a point where I've kind of, not that I'm trying to be naive or ignorant, but I've kind of just like put them to the side for now. Because things that we've been doing with OTL and just in, in life in general has all been done through our gut feelings right? We, we don't have a rule book or a strategy guide or a set of steps that we're taking to get to our goals. We've really done a lot of our stuff just off of us talking store and shooting shit back and forth to yeah. each other, you know, and really just making decisions based on gut feelings and our, uh, being genuine with ourselves and, and following through with our wise. Right. Yeah. And I just really feel like there is a some there is some stuff out there that makes it really confusing for people to figure out their why's and what do you think about that? No, I I think
1: when when we started doing off the leash and we started putting out content, you know, started doing some stuff on on like just putting out content on the Instagram, you know, part of my instant instantaneous idea is just like repost things. Other people have posted and you know, I've been having these moments that are like, why, why repost what somebody else has posted? Like I have just as much value to offer, you know, for my own life, for my own mind, than to just regurgitate, you know, and like that flexing thing, like I just call that regurgitated information Mm -hmm. and you know, especially in the self help Area like it's lucrative, mm-hmm. you know. So people hop on there, read a bunch of books, and just regurgitate information mm-hmm. to sound wise. And that's the thing that, like, when you really meet somebody with wisdom, it feels different. You know, when somebody really like lives that, and that's why I'm listening to John Maxwell. I'm like, like I should be listening to what this guy's saying, like, because this person actually understands. You know, been in a lot of conversations, been in a lot of situations, found their way through, and. And to your point, you know, you made off the mic is that, you know, these people that are writing books, they're writing these things post fact, like the way they figured it out. They weren't reading the books while they're in like Iraq in a mm-hmm. firefight. Like they were figuring these things out in their own life. And, and like you said, it's and not because you want to be naive or ignorant, but you're like, I actually believe in my process that I'm actually learning my own way. Yeah. You know, just let me do it. Yes. And, and so... I think there's so much value in that because it's like putting value on your life. You know, you value your own lessons, you value your own voice. And that's a lesson. That's like a lesson that I'm learning, you know, cause, um, like, but before just wanting to bring people tools, you know, and sometimes for me, the hard and fast way is to listen to other people listen to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of books. And so you get to bring people different voices and different ideas. And they're not all ones that I have. Um, but also like I was telling the other day, I feel really weird, like talking to them about something we talked about in our podcast. Cause it sounds self-serving. Mm. Yeah. I had a podcast and this is what I said. <laughs> and you guys should listen, you know, and that sounds so much worse it's than like, Hey, adjustment. I was listening to this podcast with this other one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about that the last couple of weeks, you know, why do I feel uncomfortable? Like if I'm presenting ideas that I really believe in and there's like things that I live or things that I, I really feel will impact their life. I shouldn't hesitate. You know, my, my ideas do matter and I do have things that value to say. And it's, you know, it's empowering when you like, you're, you're learning your lessons and failing like those lessons are going to be the most powerful that you get to hand off because they're yours. You know, you don't always have the context of the lesson. Somebody has learned. All you have is like the Instagram, like sentence that that person posted. But like when I actually understand the lesson, mm-hmm.
0: those are the ones that I can give. And I love that. What Paul was talking about that on the last podcast about how you go through a lesson like that with, and on the other side you get the gem, right? So now that's your gem. And it's your gift to give it yes, to someone else. That was so good. I know. Right. And they can deny it, but it's still, still your, your gift. Yeah. Oh so man, gold. that was fucking gold. I love that. It's so gold.
1: Yeah. And, and that, that's something that I'm, I'm passionate about of helping people find their value in their life. Like, I really think people just don't have value in their own life. Don't see value in themselves. Um, and just giving permission to people to to be proud of their life,
0: uh, and I was telling, I was segue just a little bit, and um, special shout out to Don, uh, he's one of my clients, um, and just going off with what you were just saying, it's just like he through introducing off the leash and becoming one, you know, one of our athletes, and really just embodying what we're standing for and everything like that. He has had this goal of um, – will you refresh me on the, um, the author's name, the financial guy? Oh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, yeah. And he had this goal of doing the, Dave Ramsey's financial coaching, and he just really put it off because he just didn't see any value in himself that he could pass off to someone else, right? That was just something that was – within himself that he just was very insecure with and just didn't feel like he could bring anything to the table to help change someone else's life but through just our you know our check-ins and stuff like that and really just letting him know it's okay to value you know that stuff and he does have something to bring to the table he has uh found the motivation to take the classes and become you know he's on the journey right now to become a certified financial coach. So I just wanted to say special shout out to him and big ups and super proud of him. So I'm sorry. Continue. On no, I that's, to...
1: that's big time. And that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And one of the words that, you know, we've talked about lately is arena, you know, people that are in the arena. Uh, and I'm just going to say the, the arena quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Cause it's one of my favorite all time. And there's just like, it always makes me feel some type of way. <laughs> Uh see so we haven't heard it, it says it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but he who does actually strive to do the deeds he who knows great enthusiasms and great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause who at the best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement. And this is one of my favorite parts. And at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And the part that's left off of that on this particular thing that I'm reading um, at the end of that quote is talking about, so I don't find myself within the poor timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's a guy named Colin O'Brady, uh, who's listening to podcasts and shot at Tyler. He sent it to me. Um, but he was talking about his worst fear, you know, if he's living on a scale of one to 10. So one is like what a family member dies, like the worst possible thing you can think of. And 10 being like, you just climb Mount Everest. He's like, my biggest fear is that I only live my life between four and six, you know, where I know neither victory or defeat. I only know lukewarm Mm. and, um, you know, I was was just thinking and writing stuff last night about how many people I find who have just settled for surviving. And like, that gets me so fired up. Like, I don't think you understand, like so fired up because I I would probably say like, I would say 80% of the people that I see on a daily basis are just surviving and they're okay. And they like, life has just told them that that's okay. Like everyone around them is living that same way. And it's, there's this thing that I'm like so passionate about. Like if I can get these people out of this survival mode in this hour, my day is a success. And so reframing their life, reframing a moment of getting them out of that escape mentality into like, live your life, like, like push, like, feel that fear. Like I like people who work out early in the morning. I would say my early, my favorite classes of the week are the four forty 45 AMers. Mm-hmm. They're up before the sun come up. They're in there early, like their flight or flight mode kicks on faster. I, I don't know the science behind it, but I absolutely believe that they're like that flight or flight mode kicks in because you were asleep 30 minutes ago <laughs> and now you're running full speed yeah I like working out of that time too man but you know what I'm saying like yeah. if you put it in that perspective like nobody's waking up for that 4:45 5m class until the last moment that they have to mm-hmm. and 30 Rolling minutes out of bed. 30 minutes later they're sprinting mm-hmm. at top speed and it's like they work harder than anybody else during the day and it's just there's this feeling that they bring to the table that it's like I'm here for more you know and, and something that I I always try to frame is like you have to start when you walk in the gym with this place of there's might be a little bit more to me than I thought. Like I might have a little bit more in my tank than I thought there was. I have a little bit more grit. Like I've learned a lot more hard lessons that are gonna take me farther than maybe I give myself credit for. And so when you start with that place of hope and grit, you know, it's like like we're talking about when people are strategizing about what they're gonna do in the workout, you know, it's going full sense <laughs> from the get. Like, I believe I can figure this thing out on the fly. Like, like I trust in the lessons that I've learned. I trust in the work that I've put in that I can figure this thing out, you know, and it's worth taking a risk. And I tell people like on the backside of our treads at the gym, there's like this little bump. And like, when you're running, like we call them all outs, like when you're running an all out and whether it's high incline, or you are running a speed that might be a little outside your comfort zone? Like you hit that bump, like it's that like, Oh shite. Like I better speed up. I'm flying off the back of this tread. And it's like, if you've never felt that bump, you've never done an all out, like true all out where you've like putting something on the line and you're feeling a risk and you're like, Oh my God, like I gotta go. And in how, you know, my constant thought every day is like, I get different people every hour and I look in the lobby and I'm like, all right, this is like a puzzle for me. I got to figure out what emotion, what picture Like what words, what music, like, do I have to bring to the table to get these people out of survival mode, checked off the box that I went to the gym into a place of like, I'm getting every last drop out of this joint. You know, like if you have a water bottle and you get water all day, you're leaving that last quarter in there. But if you're crawling across the desert, like you're getting every last drop out of that thing, you know? And that's, I call it the clearance sale. Everything's got to go. Like when this workout, it's like that last movement, that last piece of intensity it's the clearance sale it's gotta go and and that just becomes you know tying all that back in it's it's who you are you know everywhere you go you're applying your character it doesn't matter you know what the like you said whatever the platform is whatever the vehicle is you know you're applying that same integrity that same character that same mindset and you know that's what we're after is is approaching that in people's lives and helping people you know dig through their, dig through their dirt to, to refine it, bring
0: clarity to it. Yeah. And I don't think that it is without a doubt just how passionate you are to see like your purpose. And I think that that's just something that has always been really, I mean, when I first got here too, and I've, I had many conversations uh, with Jasmine about this, but when I first got here and I, and I met you, I was like, this guy, I was like, this guy's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, not in a bad yes, way, is- <laughs> not in a bad way, but like the way that you are just all in every day. It was something that I I really had to bring myself up to par. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that in a healthy way, you just bring people in your lives that challenge you in those ways. And I was like, dude, I there's no way that I would have the energy levels and just the compassion and just motivation that this guy has on an everyday to just give, 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 give. But I do want that. And so I I just laugh because it's like, I really had to get up outside. And you know me too, like (laughs) uh, behind closed doors, you know me, right? And I really needed to like dig deep and like, force myself to even be that like a fraction really <laughs> of, what, of what you bring to the table and that just when you talk about it it just makes me smile because it's like that is the magic that you know i love that the yin and yang of, of of kind of off the leash because like <laughs> i want that but like it's so hard for me to bring that out like how you do um but if we, there, if, there's nothing that says Patty like what do you,
1: when he's with me, boy. Then when he goes, he he drops his eyes down. He goes, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, my, my wife makes fun of my resting bitch face like all the time. It's just like, I don't know. My my <laughs> wife has that. But she, I remember because when we were
1: dating, she's like, I, I don't know how to keep up with you. And I'm like, don't. don't she, I'm like, don't try. I don't, like,
0: that's, don't, like, you like, don't like I can't keep up with you, man. <laughs>
1: but she feels like like the last podcast when you were doing when you're like when you're like I was having an entire day and you were just blowing my phone up like she's like that's what she's like I just need you to like take a chill pill for like three seconds like that's it I'm like I don't know how I just I just juggling and throwing it as I see it okay
0: it catches me all the time so but if, if we were to if, if someone was stuck between a rock and a hard place of just like really trying to dig deep find out their why um or is asking the question like i need to i need to find my why or what is my why what would you tell them
1: i would ask them if they're in a community of people that they enjoy being around that are pushing them yeah like there's on that on that John Maxwell podcast um he was talking about self-awareness he's like i meet people all the time that say they're they feel like they're really self-aware and i just chuckle he said there's no awareness outside of community and because there's no reflection, like there's only your own mindset and it's kind of like on your phone. Like I always like taking pictures. Like if I'm taking to take like a selfie or something with somebody, I like taking it on like Instagram or Snapchat, not the regular camera. Cause the regular camera is like what I really look like, but the other one's flipped. Oh yeah. And so I've only known myself that way. So when I see it on like a regular camera, I'm like, that's not what I look like. That's really weird. It's the same way. Like when we look at ourselves, we appear one way, but when we find ourselves within community, like, you actually are getting are getting feedback, you know? So maybe you have a really good gift, but maybe you've never believed in yourself. So if you live your whole life that way, you're never going to give somebody because you don't think you have value, you know? But you think, like, you know your programs are great. How? Because people have told you. People have done them. People have gotten better through them. You know, if nobody did your program and you just did it yourself, like, how much less knowledge mm. and confidence would you have? Yeah, that makes sense. And so for me, I just known that that community is going to, is going to bring you closer, but it has to be in a place where you're vulnerable because you trust somebody, but also, you know, you have confidence in who they are, you know? And that's, that's something that you've, you've definitely brought to me as well. Cause I know you're going to, you're going to praise me when I need to be praised and you're going to keep it 100 with me when you need to keep it 100 with me. And, and that's, you know, so value. So I would say, without a doubt community is community of people who are, are pushing you. Um, I would say it's the one thing that
0: I would encourage somebody to find. So if you were trying to find, or if you're looking around and noticing the people in your community, what are you, what kind of people are you looking for?
1: Well, one it determines like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what's your craft? Um, cause those things are going to light you up. So those things are going to keep you intact with your community, you know? So if I'm, if my community is a painting community and I don't paint, I'm not going to be real motivated to go paint. But if I love painting, I'm more inclined to go and put myself in a community of painters. So I would probably say finding something with common interest. Um, and then with that is like, for, for me, I want to be relationship rich. So I tend to get deeper in relationship and conversation and down to the nitty gritty with people a lot sooner than most people. Um, cause I want to build like genuine relationships. I want to know who somebody really is, you know, I want to meet them at that level. And so meeting somebody with common interests, one being two people that you actually, you know, enjoy conversation with. Um, and one of the greatest challenges that I've ever gotten that changed my life was be more interested than interesting. Um, and so getting out, sometimes getting out of your own head and getting into somebody else's is, is is extremely valuable. Um, so yeah, that's probably where I, where I would start. There's so many nuancy things that come out of that, but if anybody that's listening, is interested or like curious about this and this is where you're at, please text me, call me, email us. Um, and I'd love to walk through a process of like this with you, of the lessons I've learned in, and get you plugged in. Um, and we'll give you guys our contact information at the end of this thing. Um, but I'm more than happy to, to walk you through that.
0: That's excellent. I love that. Yeah. Um, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. How's it going? Yeah. Good job well
1: you know where to find me j-e-r underscore a-m-i on instagram our email is off the leash lifestyle at gmail.com off leash athlete at gmail.com and off the leash lifestyle on instagram as well that's where most of you guys are, are finding content anyways and uh what about yourself
0: yep uh you can find me at, at p-a-d-d-y-g-l-e-a-s-o-n patty gleason Um, and Facebook is Patty Gleason as well.
1: So thank you again, uh, to Tangelo for sponsorship, Sean Masters. Thank you for Tyler and Fireland Filmworks. right now. Fireland audio works gets the job done. So appreciate you guys all, uh, subscribe, listen, review, share, and, uh, let us know what you guys think. Appreciate you. Stay off the leash.